What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 350th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host that is back from Japan. Hello, SPJ, aka just Steve works too. But I'm a, cha- I'm a changed person. Oh, you're changed. I'm a what cha- happened? Do you eat sushi now? No, 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 nothing that comes from the sea. Will, hello. I eat plenty of things that come from the sea, and. Sunday is now officially chest day, so for all the clangers and bangers out there, look at your schedules, make sure you uh, readjust, Sunday is chest day. Nah, Sunday's rest day. No, there's no no rest days. No, 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 no. That's an outdated concept. Sorry, sir. Nah, you're going to be all like, I can't lift my arms, I broke them, because I didn't take a rest day. No, that's... mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Greg here. Yes. Welcome to the 350th Spectacular. <laughs> oh, oh yes, it is yes. episode three. The Milotic, Milotic. <laughs> Let's pronounce it 18 different ways. <laughs> Mi- Milotic. <laughs> Milotique. <laughs> Milot- oh, I like Milotique. It's very French. First episode <laughs> back in like two weeks and you guys are always already berating me. Harsh and you're mellow. Oh, I took some notes because I have some complaints here. Speaking oh, of saying right, things right. wrong, you both said the Galar region wrong. It's Galar. Where Not- do you see an official pronunciation, yeah. sir? They who said gets it the like press eight releases times in their email in, box. They said it like eight times in their video. In the seven-minute video, they constantly say Galar. <laughs> I never watched that video. I know. You said on the podcast, because I listened, you had a, a call, so you muted the video and you just watched. I got, I got a phone call. So you are <laughs> like, forgiven. Are multitasking. But it's not, gal- I think you guys were saying Galar. Scalar. I think Galar sounds better. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Galar region. Get with the Buffy program. Is that her last name? No, it's not. It's Geller. <laughs> Geller? Well, it was, it was Geller before she married yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Now, now it's, it's got to Michelle be Prince. Prince Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> I had such a crush on that dude like 20 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. A, a little bit still today. I mean, I'd, I'd go on a date with him. I wouldn't Absolutely. All right, well, that's your show. I just came back to say... <laughs> to say, hey, the person that can't pronounce anything correctly is here to try oh, to say something about how you say things. What's the weirdest thing you ate in Japan? Oh, mm. yeah, apart from Grey Goop French toast. That was probably the weirdest thing, actually. Uh, I don't... I mean, like, like nothing I would say is weird. You guys would be like, oh, that's, that's not weird, because... Like I had like a seven course traditional Japanese meal, and it came with like some soup that had shrimp and clam and oyster in it. And I like tried the broth, and it was disgusting. And the shrimp still had no, eyes. It wasn't disgusting. It wasn't to your taste. No, 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 no. Okay, so like this is how I described no, 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 it no, 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 for no. those asking. Because uh, I was like, well, however expensive this meal was, it was part of like the hotel thing, the Ryokin or whatever. That purchase plan is called, but it's, it's it's like when you're cleaning 
an aquarium and you can already smell that the aquarium smells like aquarium water and then you're cleaning it and then there's like backsplash because like you drop something in it or something and you get a little aquarium water in your mouth and like this has never happened what <laughs> no hey, i wear a mask don't... over my mouth when i'm cleaning the aquarium when have you, you ever had an aquarium one i have not but okay so okay straight let, up let, lies, let me, let me uh, change the, the narrative you're at you're at uh sea world and you're watching right. the whale do you're its watching tricks, Shamu. and it splashes, Shamu and you're you're laughing, and you're having a good time, and then the the whale water gets in your mouth, and it tastes also like an aquarium. Fast forward to this shrimp oyster <laughs> clam soup; it just tasted like aquarium water. I don't know who likes this. It's you bad. Know, seafood soup tastes like I don't know seafood. It's gross. I mean, I don't like seafood, so I yeah, will back you up on that. So I am not one to go. But, however, I will say there's a ton of people who like seafood, and they are probably leaving one-star reviews on your Yelp. Uh, Yelp, very useful in Japan. Yeah, Yelp's useful in a lot of places if you try to go in knowing that people rate things averagely. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> well, like like the, 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 the star thing from Yelp is... That some people will go the extra distance. You got to respect the people who actually like do review, though, because you know, I went it... to plenty of places and I never left a review. Oh yeah, I mean, if it doesn't have seven stars, I'm not going. <laughs> but... Well, no, I mean, so my thing about Yelp is I actually don't pay attention to the stars, but I actually read what the person wrote for the review. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll like mark a place down and I'm like, uh, this is the most ridiculous reason why you took points away <laughs> from this place. <laughs> and obviously does not match my attitude towards life. So Correct. I think I will still go to this restaurant where they didn't give you a mint with your check. And that's why you took two stars off. <laughs> All right. The good thing. Yes. Did you try anything new? Is that they would take pictures of the menu. And that was oh, that was the good thing because then you could see if there was English on the menu, and then make your decision from there. Why? Why do you need English? You you walk into the restaurant and you say ramen, and you get a bowl of delicious ramen, and so does so And then to to get something to drink, you say I want some ramune, and they bring you some ramune, and then you drink that, and you're happy. I have no clue what a ramune is. You didn't have ramune. You didn't try it. You were there. You had you had non fructose corn syrup Dr Pepper. It was bad. You didn't. Ramune is lemon soda. Yeah, it's real good. Oh, then just say lemon soda. Yeah, I had that. (laughs) Oh man. All right, you still haven't answered So, what the worst was. Is the worst you're going to say is your seafood soup? Is that your answer? Yeah, seafood soup was pretty bad. Uh, the Did next... you try anything new? Yeah, I tried the seafood soup. That's... Ugh. Anything other than that? Uh, the, for breakfast... Did you try anything new that you enjoyed? Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. We, had, we went to three different ramen places. They were all bad, in my opinion. Okay, what did Irene think? Irene thought the second place, which was in Kyoto, she said that was the best ramen she ever had. She hated the first ramen place that we went to, uh, which was the beef stock and salt. I told you guys in Slack, it was like beef. She hated it. I'm not particularly sure. Like It kind of didn't really taste 
It just tastes like ramen with a different broth, but I, she didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I also didn't like any of the other ramen. The second ramen I did like the most because it was very spicy, uh, but still, like, I don't know. There's something about the broth and that is, like, I don't know how to explain why I like 10 cent ramen. Maybe because it's, like, all sodium. Maybe because it's just salt and starch. You mean yeah, ramen from things? the bag? Like, like the that you pop in the in a boiling water ramen? Yeah, the like the square cube you get, and then you <sighs> put it in water. Ramen. Yeah, but it's good. It's good because I mean, it's I'm full not, of carbs. It's yeah, basically I'm not Japanese it's not bread. Good. I watched a YouTube video rating instant ramens, though. So, I mean, hey, I've graduated from the ten cent ramen to like the fifty cent ramen. Ooh. Fancy all that Twitch money getting you the fifty cent ramens. Yeah, that's right. Uh so we went to all three right. ramen places. We had the Japanese dinner thing. Particularly think we had anything else weird. We tried Chicago deep dish pizza because I needed to know what no. what Japan thought no. Chicago deep dish pizza was. It also had like six hundred reviews on Yelp and it was like four point eight out of five stars, which is good for Yelp. Yeah, that's pretty good for Yelp. How uh, many McDonald's did you go to? Twice. I went there. Did you try right, the teriyaki burger? No, but they were on the menu. Like every. Why did you try it? It's teriyaki is good. Because I don't know. Because that doesn't. Okay, so if I tried the teriyaki. If I went maybe three times, I would maybe try it. But wait, like the goal of trying McDonald's was how different it was Not, from the United it's States. It's universal garbage. Yes. You know, that's no one's arguing that. But does the garbage taste the same? Yes. It doesn't. I personally thought the McDonald's was very bland. All, like, everywhere in Japan doesn't know what salt and pepper is, and that's fine. But, like, I felt like every meal was lacking salt and pepper. Or, the reality, Americans oversalt their food to drive yes. up drinking so that you drink beer and have yes. four years. Well, I mean, that's never affected me, but... Yes, it has. You just went to a place that salt and peppers appropriately, and you're like, there's not enough salt! No, that's fine, but no, it doesn't drive me to drink beer. I still hate and will never drink beer. <laughs> yeah, but you drink Dr. Peppers. Okay, everyone always says I drink so much Dr. It's not true. I don't actually drink that much Dr. Pepper. I drink, like, maybe one can a day, usually for dinner. That's your entire dinner right there. Yeah, and I had will. McDonald's twice. One time was at the airport, and Irene picked it, not me. Make that clear. <laughs> oh, now that you're married, sharing the blame. No, we went to Kicks, and we're walking through the food court, and like the okay. So if if you're going to Japan, pro tip: airports and like malls are the easiest to make like the easiest travel slash. They're prepared for visitors because they're malls and they're airports, so they definitely have English menus. Where like. Other restaurants, it's very hit and miss whether they have an English menu or not. So I, we were looking at stuff, and then Irene was like, I just kind of want to get McDonald's, and then I want to get real food when we get back to the hotel. So her argument was, let's just get something off the dollar menu, which they don't have in Japan, by the way. And then we'll actually have real food when we get there. they use yen in yeah. Japan. Was there a yen menu? No. Their menu also has like six items on it. It's like, these are the six items. We have nothing more, nothing less. Well, they focused down on the best parts, like the teriyaki burger. And I thought the McDonald's was bland, and then another day we had McDonald's again, because it was like 11 o'clock and everything shuts down, and I found a 24-hour McDonald's. 
So I took the train there, got it, took the train back. We ate it. It was still bland. I had Burger King. Burger King tasted 100% the same, not bland. Did you try Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, yeah. I didn't. That That's was the, the true Japanese specialty. I know. Oh. We watched past like eight of them. It was actually a lot easier to find KFC than it was to find Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's. Like KFC was definitely more easier to find, I guess, or like more of. I don't know. Are you going to do a whole segment on which is the best Pokemon Center? Or can we do that now? Uh, DX is the best Pokemon Center. Okay, where's DX? DX is five minutes from Tokyo Station. It's oh, the, nice. It's the newest, quote, one of the newest ones, I think. I think they Is just... that the one that had all the silhouettes on the wall? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't see any of this on Instagram. Why wasn't this on Instagram? I Instagrammed it. I spent a lot of time on Instagram. I don't remember seeing any of this Look, stuff. Look, when you're following like 800 bodybuilders and then me. <laughs> Look. Instagram's going to push priorities. all that stuff down. You yeah, gotta like the photo, Will, and then it goes to the top. Well, if you body built and then went to the Pokemon Center, we would definitely see it in our feed, Steve. My mistake. That's it. why Bobby's not here this week. He's he's working he's, on his bodybuilding Instagram wait. career. So I just went to the Dragging a Lake Instagram, and there's no posts at all. Uh, God, it's not my Instagram. I mean, it is. Like, I do have that Instagram, but... Uh-oh. Maybe I'm following the wrong person. <laughs> Maybe I want to. So there is an actual Pokemon Center at Kix, uh, the Osaka airport. There's like two technically. Kix is weird. There's like two Pokemon Centers and a Pokemon Center and like a vending machine. <laughs> I don't know why they need so much, but like on the food court floor, there's a what's like a very tiny store that all malls have, like Claire's. It's like the size yeah, well, of a sure. Claire. Yeah. And then right. across the hallway, there's a huge vending machine with like that was playing Pokemon Go videos of those, like, live-action commercials. Um, and there was a couple plushes in there that you could get. Um, and then upstairs, there was another Pokemon Center, the actual quote-unquote Pokemon Center, uh, which uh, was probably, like, the size of a Hot Topic. And then, so then, so I went to that Pokemon Center, and then in Osaka, there's a Pokemon Center on, like, the eighth floor, I think. Uh, and it's pretty much, it takes up, like, I don't know, like, 70% of that entire floor. And then the other 30% is... Uh, like a clothing store or something like that. And then the Kyoto Pokemon Center was closed. It reopened uh, four days ago. It opened on the 13th, but it was closed for renovations for like two weeks. And every Pokemon Center was handing out flyers, letting people know that the Kyoto store was reopening soon. And then in Tokyo, I went to DX. Uh, I went to Mega Tokyo. Uh, I went to Tokyo Bay. And then I went to Skytree. So six Pokemon Centers all together. So the favorite Pokemon Center was DX, which is also the Pokemon Center that is connected to the Pokemon Cafe. The worst post Pokemon Center was uh, Mega Tokyo because of the mall it was in and the city. Like it was easily the less like the least interesting Japanese city. I mean, like it was in like uh, I can't say the town Aiki Aiki Borjio or something like that. Whatever Wait, that Ike Bukuro? Yeah, it was in that town. Yeah. That town is boring. Like there's nothing good in that town. At least I didn't see anything. Like like well, people always talk about like watched enough do rah rah rah. That's Shibuya the or Akihabara. Like those those cities are interesting and like they have a lot of visually appealing things off the bat, but like, I don't know, there's nothing special about Also, like Mega Tokyo outgrew its space. So like it is slightly bigger than DX. But it didn't have anything exclusive like DX, and DX was like clean and 
had like that museum thing. There's like a museum. There's the well. There's the like uh, the 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 um, all the silhouettes when you walk in, and then there's like a whole like little museum part when you walk in of showing you like the progression of games, and then there's the store, and then Mega Tokyo is just like straight up store. And they outgrew the space, so they did the thing that people do in malls where they buy the stores, like, across the hall, and then they start moving and stuff there. It's 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 just very disjointed. And it was, like, also dirty. Dirtier than the other Pokemon centers, but, like, Japan dirty is still, like, cleaner than American clean. Wow. But you could just tell it was, like, a little bit more older and probably harder to upkeep because of the traffic of the mall or just the condition of the mall right like your store can only be your store is only as good as the mall's upkeep so what surprised you the most about the pokemon centers in japan that you weren't expecting uh there were what i expected i guess i don't know did you buy tons of stuff i did yeah i bought tons of stuff did you buy your two favorite co-hosts gifts uh, I did. Ooh. DX1 had an English speaker. Oh, nice. So she was like very excited to talk to us. And we were just chit chatting and she was ex- explaining like events they had or events they do. And she, she like went out of the way to like ask if it was our birthday because Japan or because the Pokemon centers now do the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, Chansey dis- distribution. So if it's your birthday month. For anyone traveling to Japan, before you buy anything at the Pokemon Center, if it's your birthday month, you get your bring your Switch, you get a Chansey. Uh, Chansey's Japanese name is Lucky, by the way. You also get a 5% off coupon for everything you oh. purchase. So that's why it's important to let them know it's your birthday first. Bring your Switch. Um, they also give you a party hat. Uh, so you can, <laughs> it's like, it's pretty much like a Burger King crown. <laughs> And I guess what shocked me the most, but is not surprising in retrospect, is every Pokemon Center I went to, somebody was having a birthday. Parents like to take their kids to Pokemon Centers for birthdays. Well, I mean, I'd go, but I'd plan a trip in May. Yeah, Yeah, 5% off and a trip to Japan for my birthday, I'm in. It took me like a week to figure out what tax-free meant, and not all stores do tax-free. So, like, for example... When I purchased, like, $200 worth of stuff at DX, the person asked me if I had my passport for tax-free, and I didn't. It was literally the one day I was like, you know what? This entire trip, no one's asked me for my passport besides the hotels. Why do I keep bringing my passport everywhere? I'm going to leave it at home or at the hotel. And then that was, like, the first time they were like, do you have your passport for tax-free? And I could have saved, like, $12 if I had my passport. And then I brought my passport to a different Pokemon Center at Tokyo Bay, and they said they didn't do tax-free. It's very weird. What's really enjoyable is when people in the U.S. or like foreign nationals in the U.S. are supposed to get tax-free, and the people at the stores here look at them like they're speaking a foreign language. Well, I mean. And they're like, I have this card. It says, I don't pay sales tax in your country. (laughs) I don't even know how to, like, being a retail person, I don't know how I would have removed tax on most of our cash registers. Well, so I also went to the Apple store because I was like, I need to get, like, an adapter. And I was like, I want to see what a Japanese Apple store is like as somebody who worked at Apple. And they were very nice. And it was the Apple store was laid out exactly the same. 
that was the first time they like brought up tax like because you see the words tax free on like some stores like tax free makeup or whatever like you see it everywhere but i was like I've, i've never been in a situation of like why like what what is that and so when i was at apple which was like the second day i was there i bought i don't know like 35 dollars worth of stuff and he was like oh it's only tax free if you spend 50 um or whatever what and i was like Why oh would that, that matter i was like oh that's fine but then i realized like a lot of stores do that so like a lot of stores i started noticing it was like tax free if you spend this much so i think that was like the thing at the pokemon center dx because i spent like 200 bucks they were like oh hey this is tax free because you're clearly american and then i was like oh i don't have my passport and then two other pokemon centers i went to sky tree in tokyo bay and sky tree is like 35 minutes away from dx and Tokyo Bay is like 45 minutes away from DX. Like, neither of them did tax-free, and I spent like $100 at both of those stores. I guess you weren't sufficiently, obviously American. Well, no, yeah. I, so I didn't ask at DX. They asked me if I had my passport, but I asked at Skytree, and I asked at Tokyo Bay, because I was like, you, you, we're in Tokyo still. Like, <laughs> Skytree is still in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't do ta- it's very it's very weird but whatever so i'm just saying if you're gonna spend the most money in japan go to dx it's also the nicest one make sure you bring your passport but for the most part i didn't need my passport for anything except i guess if you wanted tax-free stuff but like pokemon is like uh, pokemon is everywhere in japan but in a in a sense of like not everywhere for advertising sakes right if that makes sense. Like, it's just part of their culture. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, the top five characters I think I saw, like, everywhere of just, like, oh, they're just commercials or they're just on a can of soda or they're just, they have Band-Aids because why would you not have Pikachu Band-Aids? Uh, it was, like, I saw Pokemon, specifically Pikachu, on Pond Man, which we've talked about recently, Mickey Mouse, or just, like, Disney in general, but specifically Mickey Mouse. Um, that blue cat thing, Jeremon. Uh, yes, that. <laughs> I like the blue cat thing. And then the last one was Hello Kitty. Oh, Hello Kitty! I wonder would have gone to a Hello Kitty store. Did you at least walk past the ARCA cafe? I went into it. Uh, I just oh. didn't sit down. Oh, okay. So the we walked past the ARCA cafe like four times before we realized that it was a thing. Because Japan likes to put restaurants on the second floor of buildings, even if that building is like a hotel, uh, mm. and then not advertise it in the front. So unless you were like specifically looking of like which hotel, uh, like y- y- the Square Enix Cafe, very easy to see because you're like walking into the mall and it's like right outside and it's very lit up and it's a Square Enix Cafe, but the Final Fantasy Cafe is in a hotel on the second floor of the hotel sh- like and sharing a million other things on that second floor so it's you have to kind of go like f- you have to find the hotel go into the hotel and then follow the signs in the hotel to the cafe <laughs> so we went there we went to the final fantasy cafe like the like second to last night or something and it was already late um and uh we were like well we'll just walk in and see if they have any seats and they didn't they were sold out for the night but we bought, like, a couple pins or something that they had in the gift area. So, for the most part, like, all the cafes, like the Square Enix Cafe or the Kirby Cafe or the Final Fantasy Cafe, you can walk in and look at the little, like, gift store area. You just can't sit down and have coffee or food without a reservation. 
And it was like mm. this, with, like, I don't think you're allowed to walk around the Pokemon Cafe without a reservation. But they're also, like, they don't really need to have, they do have exclusive merch in the cafe. They have, like, the Pikachu wearing the cooking hat. Um, and then they have uh, another Pikachu wearing a different type of cooking hat, I guess. <laughs> they have a male and female Pikachu, and they're both wearing different cooking outfits. And then they have, like, a cup. So, like, those are really, really the only things exclusive to that cafe. But, like, the Pokemon Center is right there. So, it's not like, oh, I want to get into the cafe for the exclusive merch. Because it's like, well, there's, like, three things. And they're cooking related. <laughs> like, just walk, ac- lim- walk across the hall. limited merch, not exclusive? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I maybe they'll let you in just to buy the, the cooking Pikachu. Um, but... I would say the Pokemon Cafe had the least amount of merch, but also didn't need any extra merch because <laughs> there was a whole giant store next to it. And how expensive was the food in the Pokemon Cafe? All the, like, cafes had pretty... I mean, like, like the Square Enix Cafe and the, the Final Fantasy Cafe and the Pokemon Cafe, all their foods were, like, pretty expensive altogether. Like, a cup of... Like, a cappuccino was going to be, like, 700 yen, which is, like, 650. Wow. And, like, a plate of food was probably, like, 1300 1400 yen which is like maybe 200 yen more than what you would pay at just like a ramen restaurant but you're like paying for the experience right like you're paying for the quote-unquote atmosphere that's like the applebee's like i feel like cafes <laughs> i feel like cafes in in japan are like the applebee's or the tgi fridays of america like the more things they can stick on the wall <laughs> The more they can charge you, because you're like, quote, quote, people probably don't get this joke, like, younger people probably don't get this anywhere, because Applebee's has completely, like, redone itself, but there was, like, a very huge stigma in the 90s of, like, the more things on the wall, the, like, the more they charge you for your food. We're gonna lose so many Japanese listeners over the Applebee's comparison, it's not even funny. But, I mean, like, all the cafe food is, like, slightly more expensive than... Every drink at one of these cafes was like 700 yen. And you can literally walk on the street and get a hot coffee or a cold coffee from the same vending machine. And don't worry, there's a vending machine. Like, you can stop at a vending machine, look, see another one, walk to that, stop, look, see another one, walk to that. Like, you can vending machine hop very easily in in any part of Japan. I mean, but, I pretty much learned that from the Pokemon games. Yeah, there's always vending machines. But you can get hot or cold coffee or drinks from any of these vending machines for 150 yen, and it's all amazing. Like, all the drinks from the vending machines are amazing, and it's all 150 yen, but every restaurant in Japan charges at minimum, like, 600 yen for a Coke, or like 700 yen for a coffee. But do you tip in Japan? You don't. Ha ha! Do you get free refills in Japan? Nowhere I went offered free refills besides water. Oh man, get on America's level. Canceling my planned trip to Japan. (laughs) So like, I'm sure there are. I like look. I'm sure there are definitely restaurants that offer free refills. None of the restaurants I went to offered any. Um, but like after the fourth day, I was like, why am I ordering Coke? I can just drink this meal with water. Also, your like your time spent in a restaurant is like significantly less. Because when you sit down, they come up, they ask you what you want, you order it, they bring out your food pretty quickly, and then they give you the receipt and or you just pay before you even sit down, right? So there are like a lot, almost every ramen restaurant, you 
there was like a vending machine in the ramen restaurant. You placed your order at the vending machine and then it printed out a ticket and then you would wait for a seat. They would sit you, you hand them the ticket and then they brought you your food and then you just left because you already paid before you sat down. So like your time spent in restaurants were significantly less just because you're not waiting for a waiter to show up to like, hey, where's our waiter? Because I want our bill. And then so like at, at, at a certain point in the trip, I was just like, I'm going to order water. It's fine. And then when I'm done, I'm going to literally walk outside and take two steps to the left to the vending machine where there's a Coke for 150 yen. <laughs> and I'm going to buy that and drink it in front of the vending machine. And then I'm going to go on my way because I got sick of spending 700 yen for uh, Coke. That's reasonable, but I also enjoy the efficiency of the Japanese restaurant process. Oh, I yeah, me too. too. Me too. It's great. Like, I get why they charge more for, like, soda there, right? Because a person right. is doing the work to pour it to then bring it to you, and you're not tipping. Also, tipping just sucks, because, like, you're supposed to, like, tipping in America is all broken because you're supposed to tip on how much money you spent. Did you go to a conveyor belt sushi place? We did. And did you actually try sushi? No. no you had said fries, no. didn't you? Uh, I had fries and chicken. <laughs> okay, so I would have tried... We have we have talked nothing about Pokemon this week. I would have tried... <laughs> well, I guess we talked about Pokemon. We centers. talked about the Pokemon Cafe. Uh, I would have tried sushi if I wasn't going to be going to a wrestling show that was four hours long, and I felt like... Had never having sushi in my life, probably not a first good time to have sushi when I'm about to sit in a very hot, sweaty auditorium watching wrestling. Somehow I feel that nothing in Japan should be described as hot and sweaty. I think they probably have air conditioning down. Yeah, but like, you never know. <laughs> like, I've never been to this place. It could, you don't know. All right, I'll take your word for it. I mean, when you're walking up the stairs to, like, the fifth floor of this place and, like, everything in the stairwell is, like, pure graffiti and smells like cigarettes, you're just in like... Japan? <laughs> yeah. I find that hard to believe there's no graffiti in Japan. There's... There are some sketchy parts of Japan. I'll tell what you that. What do you that. think Smeargle does? Okay, so if I had sushi and I didn't like it, that's not that wasn't what I was worried about. What I was worried about is like I've never had sushi before. So what if I was like allergic to something in sushi and now all of a sudden I'm sitting in a four hour wrestling show? Like you don't look. It's a wrestling show. Do you really think the bathrooms <laughs> of a wrestling show is like the premier bathroom to spend your time in? Depends on which wrestling promoter it was. Was it New yeah. Japan? It was New Japan. Abushi Road has some quality bathrooms. I went to that bathroom. And? It was fine, but not a bathroom I would want to be on my knees on uh, in case the sushi didn't sit well. Like, when your bathroom doesn't have, like, a door and, like, anyone walking by can just look in and see the row of urinals. Not ideal. Well, I mean, it depends on where you are, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I can tell some stories where that is the ideal. <laughs> Certainly so. Poke like, the... <laughs> Pokemon is everywhere. Uh, they like... They like to make Pokemon stuff of anything. Pokemon boxer briefs were at every Pokemon Center. You wanted Pikachu on your butt. 
Uh, it was doable. There was a Bank lot of, of booty. There was uh, a whole beauty selection of if you wanted like Jigglypuff lip gloss or a Snorlax face mask. Or, I certainly do. Mm-hmm. You know, Pikachu hand cream or EV lotion. Like they had a whole aisle of beauty products at the Pokemon Center. And case in point, all of those beauty products was in every single cosmetic store and even some 7-Elevens. They just like, oh, here are some Eevee, Eevee and Pikachu face masks that exist. They're here. <laughs> uh, so it was very easy to find Pokemon stuff pretty much anywhere. All right. Well, let's take a break because we've been rambling for 35 minutes and then I'll come back and then we'll do some news. And if you have more Japanese questions, I will answer. Uh, so we will be right back. And we are back from our break. Let's do a little bit of news. Well, let's start off with some anime news. This is off Pokemon.com. I don't know if you guys... I, I listened, I don't... Unless I fell asleep mid-podcast, because I, I was listening to you guys on the plane. I don't think you covered this. But um, the new series of... The anime is debuting on March 23rd. Does it sound familiar? We did not cover nope. this. Okay. We did not cover this. Uh, Ash and Pikachu's adventure in Alola region continues when Pokemon the series Sun and Moon Ultra Legends debuts. Uh, and if you go to Pokemon.com, you can hear the new theme song. I don't think it's as good as the last one. Oh, yeah. I, so it's actually good. I agree. It's not as good as the last one. I don't think so either. Uh, but it debuts on Disney XD March 23rd. And um, I guess... Can, Canadian fans can catch it on Teletoon on March 2nd, so they got it before America. So there you go, Canada. You did it. You beat you the it. United States at something first. Oh. Uh, season has How in it. So if uh, if you were waiting for How's debut, it only took like 55 episodes for How to show up. So enjoy that if you enjoy that. Some Pokemon Go news here is celebrate the Equinox with Pokemon Go. Uh, trainers with spring days arriving in the Northern Hemisphere and autumn quickly approaching in the Southern Hemisphere it is the perfect time to celebrate uh, the coming Equinox with some grass type Pokemon. Um, from March 19th through March 26th, uh, you will feature, it will feature grass like Pokemon such as Oddish, Execute, Sunkern, and Shroomish. They will appear more frequently in the wild. Lunatone and Solrock will switch hemispheres at the start of the event in celebration for the Equinox. These Pokemon will stay in the hemispheres after the event ends. Grass-type Pokemon will be added to raids and will be available to be challenged. Limited-time grass research will be available during this event. And new moves will be added, such as Acid Spray for Arbok, Victory Bell, Tentacruel, Muck, Alolan Muck, Quagsire, Quillfish, Octillery, and Swalot. And Leaf Tornado will be added for Victory Bell and Shiftery. 
Uh, many seasons, new seasons mean new adventure trainers. Let's get out and go. And they are featuring a picture of an Oddish. So the patterns would indicate that Oddish will be shiny. Uh, but you know, patterns are meant to be broken. But I need patterns. a shiny Oddish. There will be patterns this time around. <laughs> this they will time. not break. This time there will be patterns. One more bit of Pokemon Go news here real quick. Let me get this off my table. Uh, get ready. Defense form Deoxys alters for EX raids. Trainers, the DNA Pokemon Deoxys has tested the strength of trainers in EX raids and changed form again. Defense form Deoxys will be in EX raids with stronger defenses as previously seen, so make sure your team is prepared. This psychic-type mythical Pokemon will be available to challenge at the beginning of March 25th. Are you new to EX raids? You can become eligible to receive an EX raid pass when you raid battle at a qualifying gym. Uh, you will be able to see which gyms can host EX raids through a handy tag when you look at the gym details. EX raid passes will give you a date and time when you will be able to challenge Defense Form Deoxys, so mark your calendar and prepare for your Pokemon for an epic battle. Battling Defense Form Deoxys will be difficult, well, that's debatable, that requires trainers <laughs> to take challenge of every opportunity, so don't forget to invite a friend. Remember, if you get invited to an EX raid, you can invite a friend. And remember, invites can only be sent to ultra friends or best friends. Uh, so don't forget to battle with friends, send gifts, trade Pokemon. And that is, both those articles were off PokemonGoLive.com. I mean, I think I just got my attack form Deoxys under the wire. I had a raid on Friday? Yeah, an EX raid, I think on Friday, where I did it. I've still only ever gotten one EX raid pass, and it was for Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah, but how many raids have you done in the past week, Will? Uh, <laughs> I, I refrain from answering that question as it may incriminate me. Did you do the lunchtime no. special raids? I did no. not. I was traveling. I did. Was it good? So it was pretty wild to open up your phone and I want to say every gym downtown was a Dialga raid. Except, and this is weird, except for my building, because my building had a Hitmonlee raid. <laughs> okay, perfect. Like, okay, because I think it started before the lunchtime thing happened. So I got was called onto a call, so I, I went out on the last half. But what was interesting is, when I got back into Pokemon Go, there was like three minutes left on the Hitmonlee raid. So I went to the Starbucks, because I know if I do a raid here at the Starbucks... I have a better chance of getting an EX raid. So I went and did that one, and when I looked back at AT&T, where my built, the AT&T tower, where my office is, the Hitmonlee raid ended, and then it immediately changed to a five-star egg and said, ten minutes until this raid starts. Oh, So I was cool. like, that was, like, they were on it. Like, one went down, it, like, reset, and was ready to go in ten minutes. And nice. I didn't finish my raid before that one had started, and by the time I got back to my office building, there was nobody around. They already had done it. I think it was amazing to see that many raids pop up that everybody could do, but the problem was is that when I got there, I didn't know where the group was because there were so many options. I was like, I don't know where to go to try to find people. So I felt like 
maybe I needed a bit more outside. Like, and I needed almost more preparation to see where the group was. Oh, uh, sure, sure. I just went to the Starbucks, and there were I I when I got there, there were four people waiting, and I just jumped in. And by the time we started, there were eight of us doing the raid, and that raid had been up for I want to say twenty minutes because usually nobody shows up. But it was a different experience in that people did show up because a bunch of people were out and just wandering around. But it was pretty incredible to see every gym have a raid on it as, as an option. I, w- I, I think they could do a couple things a little bit better, but otherwise I thought it was very successful. Yeah, well, schedule it not at lunchtime for those of us who that don't take lunch. It well, seemed, I don't take it, a lunch either, but... It seemed like a cool thing. I would have definitely done it if I wasn't on an airplane. It seemed pretty cool. So I hope they do it again. Yeah, I hope they do it again. It was nice. It was nice just to have so many options and just be like, okay, I can go somewhere and probably we'll run into people. But Neantic, how about the people who don't take a lunch? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Uh, I don't take a lunch. Neantic, my lunch is at three to four. There was like no winning in any of those situations. But it was nice. It was nice. If they had it, like, if they did it twice, like if there were two times a month where that happened over lunch, like... I don't think it took cost them a lot to do it, and I think more just a couple times per month would be better in case you can't make the first one. You have a yeah. shot at it, but it was a nice opening start. Like I saw a bunch of people out. It you, you know it was pretty wild to see every stop have a five star raid at it, and my thing popped up because usually it says because I'm in downtown and it usually there's a bunch of gyms and usually when I open up the raids it says nine. When it opened up it said twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Take your pick. Just wherever you want to go. Pokemon Go in Japan is uh, the best experience in the world. So I played in four different cities. Uh, one city, uh, Osaka, Kyoto, Tokyo, of course, and uh, Hakone. And Hakone is, one, I'm probably saying it wrong, but two, it is a city on the side of a mountain. And you took cool. a you took a very small bus up thirty minutes this mountain, and on one side of the bus was just the mountain itself, and on the other side of the bus was a very small uh, railing that, if your bus hit it, uh, you're sliding down the entire mountain. And it was very terrifying. Fun, yeah. That happens. I had that experience in Colorado, uh, but even at the top of that mountain. Still a pretty good Pokemon Go experience. Not as good as you would think, <laughs> but still pretty. I was like, "Hey, we got service. We got spawns. I can see a. I can see two gyms from my hotel. <laughs> We're good." When I so to clarify, because I know the first question people asked me when I said it was better, they were like, "Oh, was there an event?" And there was not. So when I first got to Japan, there was no events going on. So there was just regular spawns, and most people would argue that Pokemon Go. Is not fun when there's not an event going on. But I think it's important for Pokemon Go to not go from event to event because the non-events remind you why the events are good, <laughs> right? You need like that yeah, palate true. cleanser to yeah. remind to like remind you. The spawns are different in Japan, and I will stand by this. I don't know if there's any Japanese listeners that have recently been to America that can compare or contrast, but like everything that spawns in Japan is exciting in some aspect. And what I what I mean by that is like if it spawns 
it can be shiny. And if it cannot be shiny, it's still something you want. So, for example, like, I never saw Skitty, but, like, no one wants Skitty. Sorry, Skitty. And Skitty can't be shiny, so that's not that big of a deal. But, like, a Pokemon that can't be shiny, but a Pokemon everyone seems to want is Combi. And it was very easy to find Combi. Or, like, Floatzel. Like, I think I found, like, four Floatzels in two weeks in Japan. And Floatzel has been out for how long? Like, four months in Pokemon Go? And I've maybe found, like, two in the wild. And one was, like, and uh, one was during a wa- the water event. So, like, the spawns are just better. Like, it's just, like, everything that spawns is either something you want or it's a Pokemon that can be shiny. And, like, it's hard to explain, but, like, the first thing I did when I got back to America is, like, I laid in bed and it felt great to be in my own bed and I opened my game and it was, like, two Sentrants and three Skitties in my house. And I was like, this is garbage. I don't want any of this. Yeah, here, Skitty. Like what Poor am I gonna like? Skitty. What am I gonna Those do with that? Those were actually your own cats. Oh, I see, I see. But like seeing Zigzagoon or like Pidgey and Rattata, and yes, those can be shiny now. But like everything that was spawning was like, I, I gotta check this as shiny. Like I was seeing Mistreviuses, I was seeing Shuppets, I was seeing, and it's like not a specific biome because that was the other thing of like, uh, like I took a screenshot and showed like, look at all these Pokemon here. Like this is a Whalemer, this is a Krabby, this is a Machop, this is a. Floatzel, like these are all pe- Pokemon people want, and they're like, "Oh, this just looks like a wa- water biome." And I was like, "There is no water biome I've ever been in when it's raining." And Pokemon like Cyndaquil, Charmander, Sandshrew, and Ponyta are all spawning. Like that's sh- I, like no, like they're spawning because Japan just has better spawns. <laughs> like I've never been in a situation where like charmander and uh, and ponyta are spawning just as frequently as like whalemer and shuppet and crabby are spawning biomes are a thing but just the spawns there are just so good um like it doesn't surprise me that pokemon go is better there but also like the mindset of pokemon is just like it's a culture thing right and it's like Obviously, Japan and uh, and America and Europe and Australia, they do things differently, and that's just their culture, and, like, that's never going to be able to cross over, right? Like, the politeness of everyone in Japan is never going to happen in America, unfortunately. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. But at least through my eyes of being there for two weeks is, like, Pokemon Go in Japan is, like, a serious thing to the point of, like, they are not the people on Twitter being like, Niantic, uh, uh, no money for you if the Rayquaza isn't shiny. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm saving my Raid pa-. Like, that, like, mindset isn't there. They're happy to play Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Go is taken as, like, a serious thing, where, like, every Pokemon Center was running commercials for Pokemon Go. Like, the Subways was running, were running commercials for Pokemon Go. You would just see people playing poke like every train station i was at gyms were under attack uh every time i was like mm, this is like a machamp raid who i don't think anyone really wants to do machamp oh there's 10 people here okay i don't know where they are uh they, they might be on the train they might be in this building over here they might be sitting on a bet but i'm just gonna jump into this like it is just very act and this is like i went to four different cities like so and tokyo is very big and there's um I don't know, towns or cities inside Tokyo. 
Sure. Uh, and uh, like, it was active everywhere. I, I know there are probably listeners uh, that don't like Pokemon Go or don't think it was a good thing for Pokemon, but I, I don't know what to tell you. Pokemon Go isn't going anywhere. People love it. I don't have to say people in Japan love it. People all, all over the world love it, but it just... That experience there was, like, significantly better. And, like, I've... I guess I, I, I have the benefit of, like, I've played Pokemon Go in San Francisco. I've played in San Jose. I've played in Seattle. I've played in Boston. I've played in you know, downtown Indiana. I've played during huge um, events. You know, I've gone to GoFest. So, like, I feel like my perspective on, like, playing Pokemon Go in different areas is is pretty okay. Like, I've it's not like I've only played in my Kansas City town and I've never played elsewhere, so I don't know what it is. But the other thing is, like, raids last way longer in Japan. They start uh, as early as 7 a.m., they end at nine, but they will still spawn like at like eight forty five, which means they go past nine, which is more than twelve hours, where I think at least in Milwaukee, they start at like six AM in Milwaukee and they end around six PM in Milwaukee. And I don't even know what it is with daylight savings time now. I don't know if it's starting I don't know if it's it's it sucks. Like it's it really sucks in Milwaukee to be like, Well, it's seven PM and I just you know I just got free time, but there's no more raids for the day, so this is unfortunate. Did you see anybody in Japan multi-devicing, like five or six iPhones or iPads or anything like that? No. I did not see anyone doing two devices. I did see three different people with iPads. Like, that was their device. Hmm. Just one iPad, not like an iPad and a phone. Uh, maybe they had a phone in their pocket that was tethering, but they, you know, they just had, they were holding the iPad with two hands. Every time I saw uh, two, one, one of them was doing a raid and then two of them were attacking gyms. Um, it could have just been a cellular iPad. I'm actually not sure, but I did not see anyone dual wielding. Uh, but yeah, once the fighting event started in Japan, spawns were still really good for other Pokemon. Like I was still getting plenty of ghost Pokemon. Uh, I was still getting plenty of Ponytas and Cubones and Sandshrews uh, on top of, you know, adding the Mankeys and the Machops. I don't think I saw, I don't think I saw a single Barboach when I was in Japan. Because Barboach, That's the key right there. Barboach is garbage. But don't worry, I'm sure there's one in my house right now. Uh, the other thing I did in Japan is like, I, I swore, so the last time I purchased incubators was Pokemon Go Fest, and I swore I was never going to buy another incubator again. Uh, and then, oh, good. So here's what's in my house right now. <laughs> Centrant, Bidoof, Skitty, Baneri, and Shroomish. All garbage. This would have never happened in Japan. Japan, you've changed me. Oh, incubators. Oh, yeah, yeah, I swore I was never going to buy any incubators. I got to Japan. I was like, I'm going to treat myself to incubators. I bought incubators. Incubators are still garbage. Don't spend money on it. I mean, pretty much. You get still getting the same eggs as you get anywhere else. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I was just like, I did do a lot of walking, so I did hatch a bunch of non-exciting things. I guess I hatched a Riolu. That was pretty cool. Two Riolus in my trip. How many Farfetch did you catch? Uh, I have about 60 now. Six zero? Yeah. Oh, can I get one of those, please? Sure. I got a bunch of Volbeats, too, which are probably the more rare one than Farfetch. Well, I mean, I, I, 
don't have either one, so I'll take one of each. Thank you. Oh, uh, they fixed Deoxys' arms, by the way. Deoxys' defense form arms were a little bit shorter, even though I don't know why people were complaining, because, like, Deoxys Because can... Niantic can't get anything right. It's true. Okay? Yeah. It's true I'm but... so worried about this game they're making. But, I don't know, Deoxys can make its arms smaller or bigger, so who cares if it doesn't match the... It, oh, it's a weird thing to complain about. I have some notes of what you guys said on the podcast. It's not uh. actually an error, but... Uh, that everyone's worried that Score Bunny will be a firefighting Pokemon. Because we've had three firefighting Pokemon in the past. But to be fair, this is just True. this is the only point I'm gonna make. There have been seven starters. Three of the seven have been firefighting. Yes, that is true. But no one ever brings this up. Three of the seven have also been pure water, so take that with whatever you want. The only thing that has gotten a good variety, I guess, is the, the grass. Yeah, because grass is the best. Two pure grass. One grass ground. Grass one, poison. One grass poison, one grass fighting, one grass ghost. So yeah, we've had three pure water starters. We've had three firefighting starters. I I don't know. I don't I personally don't think Score Bunny it looks fighting at all. I don't think so either. But it looks people are like, like a soccer player. I don't like what people people are just prepping to be disappointed. There you go. It, it assuages the amount of disappointment you yeah. experience if you prepare. Like I'm, I know I'm going to be disappointed. So at least and then when I'll be ready for it. When it's fire electric, they're super excited. I don't know about or that. fire psychic. Yeah, like oh, we had a fire psychic. Wait, but we already had fire psychic. We had Delphox. I know. And Victini. It's going to be fire rock. Okay, good. Because it's going to have a rock soccer ball. It's my new <laughs> prediction. Oh, good. I like this. I was going to say it's going to be fire soccer. Fire soccer. Soccer type confirmed. It's going to be, no, it's going to be fire audio because they're all going to have a sound type mm. component. Oh, stop trying to make sound type happen. La- it's going to be, the move is going to be called loud kick and it's... <laughs> Uh, it's just, he just kicks a ball so hard, the sound from the kick hurts. Sonic, Sonic boom. Ooh. There you go. Perfect. Okay, I have one more bit of news. Actually, not a lot of news this week, but um, this is off Pokemon.com. It's actually not news, but uh, it's just kind of um, somebody that works for the Pokemon company took the time to write <laughs> what you can do post-game in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I'm not going to read the whole article. But we can review it real quick. So some people who have not purchased the game, one, there is a demo available on the eShop if you just got a Switch or you're planning on getting a Switch and you're unsure if you want to get these games. Trust me, there are people out there that are still unsure if they want to get Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. But if you're on the fence, if you're curious of what you can do after the Elite Four, there's a whole article on Pokemon.com of what you can do. So uh, number one is uh, Legendary Pokemon Take Flight. Three of the four legendary Pokemon can be encountered again. Uh, through, sorry, three of the four legendary Pokemon can be encountered before you become champion, which is Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. Uh, and then they point out where they all are. And then they point out if you catch them, they will appear again flying around in the overworld. So you can catch them again if you would like. The other thing you can do when you beat the Elite Four is you can catch Mewtwo. In Cerulean what? Cave, spoiler. In this game? 
Wait, is this Mewtwo armored form or no. just regular Mewtwo? Regular old boring Mewtwo. All right. And uh, the article does say if you have trouble defeating Mewtwo, there's a coach trainer right before the Hall of Fame. Uh, and if you beat the coach trainer, he will give you Megahorn, which is a very good move to use against Mewtwo. Strangely, a bug type move. If you beat the game and you're like, what can I do? You can complete your Pokedex. <laughs> you know, the things they tell you to do in every game. <laughs> uh, let's go. Pikachu has Sandshrew, Sandslash, Oddish, Gloom, Vileplume, Mankey, Primate, Growlithe, Arcanine, Grimer, Muck, Scyther. Alolan Sandshrew, Alolan Sandslash, Alolan Grimer, and Alolan Muck. Let's go. Eevee has Ekans, Arbok, Vulpix, Ninetales, Meowth, Persian, Bellsprout, Weepin' Bell, Victory Bell. This is turning into the Poke Rap. Coughing, uh-huh. Weezing, Pinsir. Alolan Vulpix, Alolan Ninetales, Alolan Meowth, and Persian. And this article even tells you how to evolve these Pokemon. Wow. With which stones to use. Uh, and then it says, if you do catch all the Pokemon, you can swing by Game Freak to claim the Shiny Charm. What else can you do when you beat the game, you may ask? What? You can rebattle gym leaders. No. What? What, uh, how? You, you are allowed to rematch against a gym leader once per day. It's a great way of earning more spending money, gaining experience. You will find that the gym leaders will enter with stronger Pokemon. Uh, you have to re... When you enter, you occasionally will have to redo some challenges. Getting to the gym leaders might be a bit tricky. Well, this is news I can use. Uh, you will notice that somebody replaces Giovanni as the gym leader of Viridian City. Who? Spoiler. Gary, you're telling me yeah, the, there's a difference between Blue and Gary, but they both have the same grandpa. They both have the same shirt. They both become gym leaders of the Viridian gym, but you're telling me these are different people? All right, I'm They're moving on. They're vastly different people. I, I don't know how that's confusing. Okay, <laughs> there was a movie recently that totally covered this it was called into the spider-verse so there's a spider-man okay i'm following and then there are many different versions of spider-men's and okay. women's and pigs throughout the oh multiverse. Well, there's different people that have been touched by the spider power yes yes oh so you're saying blue and gary were both touched by yes they are bitten by a radioactive Eevee. spider <laughs> Ariados. <laughs> And then Professor Oak adopted both of them and decided to name one a color and then the other an actual human name. Hey, Blue is an actual human name that exists in this human world. Thank you very much. Yeah, very much so. Isn't that, I was going to say Kanye's child, but Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong star. No, I think his daughter is named North. They have more than one child. They do? Yeah. Speaking of more than one child, uh, you can take on Master <laughs> Trainers, where you can do a one-on-one battle. Most of their Pokemon will be between level 65 and 80, so make sure your Pokemon are comparable. If you need to quickly level up your Pokemon, you can head to Cerulean Cave and combo Chanseys. Catch combo Chanseys. That's actually their advice. Oh, that's um, pretty good. That's what I do. Or did. I haven't played in a long time. And then there are uh, extra matches uh, after the gym leaders and their master trainers that you can do. 
Like, you can battle Jesse and James again on Route 17. You can battle Mina in the Vermilion City. You can also battle trainers as Green and Red. And finally, if that is not enough for you to do post-game, you can go on a shopping spree. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Give uh, me that sweet, sweet outfit. Deck your partner out in a glamorous crown. It will only cost you a whopping $999,000 in cash. Poke dollars, thank you. Poke dollars. And be sure to head to the Poke, Pokemon, Pokemon League uh, <laughs> where you can talk to the Megastone seller. And he has a good selection of Megastones that will help you help select Pokemon reach their full potential in battle. This is like the weirdest article. Why? It's just really for people who like are kind of like petered out and then they're like, I need some inspiration to keep playing this game. And then there you go. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if maybe kids are going to Pokemon.com being like, I mean, they could be. I feel like this I mean, would, be, I, I feel like this would be an article that would be perfect for like a Nintendo power. Yeah. Oh, there's no Nintendo. Is Nintendo power still a thing? No, they it's, went away. it's not, but I would totally be like, well, it's it's March, and I don't get another video game as a kid until my birthday, which is July, and I got my issue of Nintendo Power, and it tells me this is everything I can do, which is like, Mom, I need to remind you that I want this game. Look at all. Let me tell you all the cool <laughs> stuff you can do, and then my mom rolls her eyes. In actuality, I'm a copywriter for the Pokemon Company International. Shh, I haven't told anybody it's a secret. Look. We're in the period, we had a game come out November last year, we're going to have another game come out this fall, but I'm, I'm in the middle. I can't talk about the new game yet, but I got to write something in order to get my paycheck, okay? Yeah. You got to get okay. the words. Could you give me a little bit of patience? I'm going to crank out some of the better stuff as the year goes on, but for right now, I got to hit my monthly word quota. I mean, like on, on paper, or I guess on the internet, it is... It is a good list of things to do. I mean, it's easy to say, like, I yeah. beat the game and there's nothing to do. There are things to do. It's whether or not you enjoy those things. Yeah, well, that's the, there's no, like, enjoyment rater on that article. Like, I thought Master Trainers would be a lot of fun. They just weren't. <laughs> mm. But I also thought in black and white, the Battle Subway would be a lot of fun. And then I did it, and I was like, I don't like this. Oh, you're so wrong. Battle Subway is so good. It's okay. All right. Well, let's take one more break. And then we have just question of the week and Pokemon of the week. There you go. So we yep. will be right back. And we are back from our break. We have our question of the week. Yes. 
It's time for the question of the week. All right. This question is from Drew from Slack, the attic channel in Slack. Is this from Andrew? Sorry. Yes. How could I? Question is, uh, what do you think the evil team will be in Sword and Shield, or do you think we'll get one? I mean, I think we'll get one. <laughs> How can you have a Pokemon game without an evil team? Hey, I would love it. <sighs> I didn't sign up to save the world. I signed you up did. to catch... You've signed up since day one no. to save the world. Ash doesn't technically save the world unless it was a movie. When I was Look. 10 years old and I was watching Pokemon... There was nothing about, like, saving the world or, like, helping people's problems that I found appealing about the TV show. It was, look at that cute thing, catch it, and I want to see it battle. <laughs> well, honestly, what Greg has stated about the potentials for the evil team it sounds very, very reasonable to me. Like, I, I, I definitely can see that. I mean, have, mm-hmm. we, have we done, we've done global warming, right? We've done global warming. We've done... We did? Um, oh, that was uh, Ruby Sapphire. Yeah. Fast fashion, right? Yep. And, and how wrong fashion? it is. And cons- you know, like H&M hyper- and how that creates yeah. clothing waste. Who yep. is doing that? Team Flair! Get with the program. <laughs> Wait, what? what about their clothes was causing economic downturn? They were very fast. No, no, no. no. Th- that's not the problem of fast fashion. The problem no. of fast fashion is it creates waste. There's yes. a tremendous amount of There's waste. There's a tremendous amount of waste. And not enough supply to meet the demand because it fashion trends change so fast. It's it's an ugly problem. And Team Flare was on it. If you had paid more attention in X and Y to the story and not your little own whoop de doo customization there's not a journey, soul in the world that can defend X and Y's garbage story. <laughs> I will be that defender. Yeah, we will stand on the side of Project Runway, sustainable clothing forever. Well, t- well I, I will say that Team Flare is probably the worst team. Uh, I do like the concept that you had to pay money to be in said team. I thought that was yeah, that was yeah, good. heck yeah. Them membership rights. Hmm. But if it's so, Greg, why don't you reiterate what you had said? Because I just said I agreed with you, but <laughs> we didn't actually say what you had said. So I, I'm still in the camp that there are two evil teams that I be remember different. this. Different for the two sides. Um, I think one will be the team that's pushing for modernization and industrialization, and the other team is uh, pushing against modernization more towards bringing things back to um, antique times. Uh, a more natural, a more uh, natural in line with nature. Line with nature. Yeah. So I think, like, I feel like sword is going to be the more technological advancement one, and shield would be the more defending nature uh ecological one. I, I'm still very much thinking that 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 could be a very fun way for the two evil teams to go. And kind of like how in Hoenn, like they had valid reasons, if you kind of look at it with your head tilted for what they were going to do, I think they'll probably do something similar for this. I think it'd be interesting at least. Very interesting. I wonder if, hmm, because we we also had people mention like Romulus and Remus and how yeah. they were kind of like descended from a wolf, well, adopted by a wolf or something like that. So maybe it's something like twins. 
two twins that are like battling each other. That could be twin kings fighting for the throne. Something like that. Is yeah. that a Shakespeare the, play? Shakespeare ever had two mm, twins fighting for a throne? He said a lot no. of twins. Wasn't N supposed to be like some throne thing? And then I don't really remember what happened in black and white. Well, N <sighs> was well, actually a Zoroark. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was being bred to be. He was crowned. N was crowned yeah, as the N ruler of up. the plasmas. But then he but, got screwed over, right? Well, well, no. He no. realized that his dad was evil, and mm-hmm. but he was adopted, right? And he I mean, was orphaned and left in the woods. And I then mean, there were seven. So. There were like seven sages, right? Yeah. Yep. And then there was three ninjas. Man, black and white's bad. I'm. I'm I went when from black and white. You just said is awesome. <laughs> I and like were, black and white is bad. I went from being sages, good to bad to good back to bad. Three ninjas that appear and disappear and give you the grizziest. Who, wait, orb. hold on. Who are yeah. the ninjas working for? They they uh, they work for whoever is paying the most money at the time. Yeah, that's the whole ninja way. And wait, what are the sages? Were those sages were working for Getsus? Yes, the sages Definitely, were working for yes. Getsus. Yes. But, but then they kind of like regretted it later. Oh, yeah. because they're not in black and white too. I don't remember any sages right. in black and white well, too. Well, because they all got they got you arrested all of them. They got arrested. Oh, right. Because Looker is the pointless character that can't actually do his job. So right. the ten-year-old has to arrest them. And then Colrus isn't in black and white, but is in black and white too. Yes, correct. And the Shadow Triad uh, are the three faithful servants of Getsus. And they're high-ranking members of Team Plasma. But they're but actually they... the three brothers. Yeah. <laughs> From the first gym. They are. Spoilers. It's not true. <laughs> Spoilers. It's not true. Spoilers. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> what is it? Silan? Silan? Um... Good luck remembering the other two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just had such a crush on Silent. So. Very memorable gym leaders right oh, there. Crest? Well, there was the Waterhead. It was Crest. Waterhead? There was Waterhead and Firehead. Uh, it's something. Cilantro? No, that's Cilantro. Uh, Cilantro. Cilantro would have been Crest. a better name than. Watercrest. Was it Chill? Was Chill one of them? Chili. No. Chili, Crest, and Cilantro. Yeah, Chili, Crest, and Cilantro. Was it really Chili? I think it was Chill. Or chili. It could. I think it was chili. I think chili was the firehead. Watercress was the water one, and cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, in Sword and Shield, it's going to be two houses: one fighting over salad, the other fighting over <laughs> over croutons. <laughs> it's anchovies versus non-anchovies on your salad. Oh, we were right. I just looked up. It was Cillian. Chili and cress. It wasn't really it's chili. Silent. Chili. It is chili. It, it is, is chili. chili. Oh my it goodness! It is chili. I was it is totally silly. Thailand. Cilantro, watercress, and chili pepper. Chili I was peppers. just yeah. Okay. Fine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then later they become somebody, shadow ninjas. Somebody got a pay raise after making those three gym leaders right. <laughs> I, I'm sure their names are better in Japanese. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm, you would, one would hold. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm sure the X and Y story won a Grammy in Japanese. I'm sure it was inspirational to everyone. A Grammy? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> for music? Yeah, from it's one huge song. It's just from start to finish. It, it tells a beautiful orchestrated <laughs> Oh, that was that yeah, okay. It's you know everything in Japan is better. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell you. I'll verify next time I go to Japan. I'll see what the story is like. Oh, his Japanese name is Dent. Yeah, that's good. From Dent Corn. What? What's Dent Corn? This show is not long enough to tackle that issue. <laughs> Steve, you've been to Japan. Come on, give us a quick answer. I saw no corn in Japan. Um, a lot of rice, though. Oh, and also... It is from cilantro, so they did pull cilantro for his name in English. Okay. Like, we aren't, like, it's watercress, chili peppers, and cilantro. Like, that's where they did get their names. But, um, it's, in French, it's Rashid. That sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. In German, it's Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And in Italian, it's Spaghetto. <laughs> Italian's the best. Okay, what's Italian for chili, then? Chi-Chi's. <laughs> no. No. Italian for chili is chili. Oh. I was trying to just think of a different restaurant that was well, kind of like Chili's. <laughs> in Italian, chili is Chicho, so you were close. I don't think chili, uh, Chi-Chi's is a thing anymore, right? They all closed no, down. No, Chi-Chi's went out of business. Yeah, but I it still so. makes what oh, they, Well, they moved into grocery sauces. Like frozen foods and stuff like that, right? Oh, okay. Did you know Arby's bought Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. Two I... bad things stuck together again. Well, I mean, Arby's has the meats. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has <laughs> a meat-like product. Also, Crescent Italian and Mezzello. They Italians are just better for all these. I probably, yeah. I mean, that's why Gen 9 is confirmed Italy. Okay. Italy, Italy confirmed. Cress's Japanese name is listed as Corn. What? Why is corn, his name Corn? Dent and corn dent. other corn. Hey, if you and squeeze corn, corn hard enough, it turns into a liquid, right? Well, there's the milk. It's of the got bar. a okay. juicy inside. Chili's name is listed as Pod. So Dent Corn Pod. I. <laughs> what? We need a Japanese speaker to come deal with this. What whatever this is, it needs to be dealt with. Moving on, will Pokemon of the week? All right, not sure if you guys are ready for this. Uh, so, do oh, last we week's Pokemon was. Um, I want to say it was Pancham. I'm pretty sure it was Pancham. Wait, not because Pangoro? Sandy, because it was only Fighting type, not Fighting Dark, and. I mean, San Diego Zoo is known for its panda cam Pandas. and for the whole pandas yeah. thing. So I I am firm on it being pancham. Uh, yeah. You can send email to sbj at pokemonpodcast.com. <laughs> PKMNCast. <laughs> All right. This week's Pokemon of the Week. In honor of St. Patty's Day, we typically re reference the Pokemon that the saint is known for having cast out of Ireland. In fact, there is only one land reptile native to Ireland. All the rest of them are too scared to even visit. 
This week's Pokemon falls into the category of I forgot that even was a Pokemon. <laughs> even though it is not native to the Kalos region, its design is based on French royalty. Of primary importance are the swirly color patches on its skin intended to resemble the acanthus leaf. What distinguishes this Pokemon from its pre-evolution and subsequent evolution? Not much, but if you refrain from evolving it at level 36, it will learn Leaf Storm 10 levels before its subsequent evolution can. If you are looking for this Pokemon in the fantastic game Rumble U, you can find it in the area named for its subsequent evolution. All right, that's your Pokemon of the Week for the week. Do you know what, what it is, Greg? Short one. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Day. Not till next week. Pretty sure I know. Well, that was our episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You're a new Welcome listener back, because Sword and Shield is a thing. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast. I'm back. Hopefully I didn't ruin it. I, I felt like I talked too much, but you guys kept asking me Japan questions, so I'm sorry. Well, I mean, people missed your voice and we were tired, so. Yeah, that's fair. I was clanging and banging far too much this yep. morning, far too early this morning. Far too Remember, early. Sunday is chest day. Sunday yes. is rest day. Uh, we will be back next week. Oh, I got to look at my calendar here. We'll be back next week. Um, <laughs> uh, I will be at PAX East as well as Will. So if you are going to PAX East in Boston, I will be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I believe Will will be there all the days. I'm there Wednesday through Monday. Uh, I fly back wow. Sunday morning, so I will probably record the podcast Sunday evening or something of the sort and still get that to you on April 1st. So uh, podcast will, you know, keep doing its thing. It'll keep happening. We got probably like 40 more episodes before a new game actually comes out. <laughs> <laughs> So we got plenty of time to talk about Sword and Shield. There wasn't a lot this week, but that's okay. No big deal. I'm sure we'll get more. I'm sure the next time we'll talk, there'll be another Pokemon Go event. I'm sure there's more Pokemon stuff that we didn't get to uh, regarding Japan that I'll tackle next week. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter? Will is at Wash in the Sink. Greg is at White Wing. I am at Dragging a Lake. And the podcast is at Pokemon Podcast. Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super Chili Watercress Cilantro. It's a delicious salad. Mm, it's, that's, not, that's not bad. Watercress salad with some chili flakes. I'm not sure about cilantro. Cilantro depends if you like the taste of soap and also if you're genetically disposed for tasting like soap. Yeah, I'm one of those soapy cilantro people. Oh, are you, are, people, are you a soapy so, cilantro? I'm yeah, not. I actually usually pass on it. Mm, no green trainer for you. I mean, I can date <laughs> Silent without having to eat the food for which he was named. Mm, we'll see.
a big shout out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Robert, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Catherine, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting. It's super effective. If you would also like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier, isc.cash. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.